it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. This week's episode is dedicated to a listener who wrote in and requested a story about birds that migrate through our western Colorado area. We here in the Rocky Mountains live along what is known as the Central Flyaway, essentially a large superhighway for birds migrating between their summer and winter grounds from Canada to Mexico. And while we are about a month off from peak migration, I wanted to kick off this season with a local legend whose activities you may have noticed over the past few weeks. The Sandhill Cranes have started their annual pre-nesting gatherings, and if you are lucky, you may see them in the fields or wetlands from San Luis through Grand County. Recently, we have even seen new flocks move into Montrose, Delta, and Mesa counties as well. The sandhill crane is one of 15 species of cranes that are alive today, and we here on the western slope even have our very own subspecies, the Rocky Mountain Sandhill. The original Colorado native, these iconic birds are one of the oldest bird species on the planet. The ancestors of these big red-headed beauties, who now fly over our highways and walk among the wheat and barley fields, were alive in an era where their neighbors were the mastodon, mammoth, and dire wolf. At four feet tall with a seven foot wingspan and three toes that have long, sharp claws, the sandhill crane is a fierce protector of itself and family. Both the female and the male can defend their nest from raccoons, golden eagles, coyotes, and pretty much everything in between. They have to, as they do not nest in trees. Their third toe is too small for gripping branches, but just perfect for slow walking and when they are not flying, they do spend most of their time on the ground. Harkening back to an episode from two weeks ago where we talked about the beaver as a maker of homes and refuge for many animals, the crane's favorite nesting place is on top of a beaver dam or lodge. In fact, beavers play an essential role for the cranes. 50% of Colorado Sandhill crane nests are made alongside or right on top of that big toothed furry lumberjack's own home. Talk about a good example of rural housing density. A crane family will return to its nest year after year and have been shown to return for as long as 30 years. A family bird, the nesting pair of cranes, shares incubation of two eggs. And when the young birds, which we call colts, yes, just like baby horses with those same long legs, hatch, Each parent takes one of the two young ones under their wing and walks with them throughout the day as they forage for food. Omnivores, sandhill cranes eat everything from snakes and worms and small water animals to roots, shoots, grubs, and insects. Their metabolisms can even handle the modern high-carb foods of wheat, barley, and small potatoes, which they find with their long, strong beaks in our winter croplands. The sandhill crane is a successful example of how we as humans can learn to live with and even support wild creatures. In 1973, the bird was listed on the endangered species list and conservation and resource management efforts started a few years later. At the time, there were just 25 documented breeding pairs in Colorado. As of today, there are between 250 to 300 breeding pairs of our own hometown greater sandhill crane. The story of the sandhill crane shows that good things are possible when we put our attention to them. 
You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.